I'm joined together with Andrew Goodman, um, who's been on an overseas mission for the last 25 years uh, in South uh, East Asia and uh, through OMF. And it's a privilege and a pleasure to have you here with us. I know you're only here until March, end of March 2021. So we want to get this opportunity to say hello, welcome back and to share with the church um, what's going on, what's been happening. So, yeah, without further ado, Andrew, can you tell us how did it all begin? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, first of all, I'm uh, together with Shona, just delighted to be back in Peterborough and to be back with our brothers and sisters here in Breton. Uh, we've always felt very much part of this fellowship, and so it's wonderful to be here again. But quite aware that some of you uh, don't know us, some of us, some of you will be quite familiar. But yeah, just to answer your question, how did it all begin? Um, both Shona and I became Christians, Shona a bit before me uh, in her late teens, but I became a Christian sort of 19, 20. Uh, and uh, we studied at University in Aberdeen. Uh, I became a quarry manager after a period yeah. of time. I did geology university, uh, geology degree at university. Shona went on to study a PhD in Leeds. Uh, and uh, as she was coming to the end of her PhD, we were just asking God, what did he want with our lives? And, uh, where should we spend our time and what should we do? And just through that process, God started to call us into overseas mission. Initially, we thought about Africa, uh, but over time, our hearts got drawn further and further towards Asia, uh, where the you know just the numbers of people who don't know Jesus uh, just impacted our hearts. And so we uh, inquired of him and uh, sought him. And during that time, we uh, were, went to Bible College uh, just uh, north of London. Uh, and came into some relationship with uh, Breton uh, Baptist Church through a, a church weekend and through the previous pastor of the church. Okay. Um, and I believe that's a colleague of mine that I know quite well, Chris Doig. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Excellent. So Chris, you got a mention this morning. Yeah. So, and so um, you went to All Nations College, is that is that correct? And um, you've been doing this um, ministry and mission for some 25 years. That's Give right. us a, a snapshot of some of the countries that you've um, been serving in. Okay, well, uh, uh, the core of our calling and what we've been doing for a lot of that 25 years has been working with uh, an unreached people group called the Shan, uh, who are mainly a Buddhist people group and 99-whatever um, percent don't know Jesus. So we've been uh, serving the Shan people uh, who live in uh, Burma or Myanmar and North Thailand and Southwest China. And then over a period of time, uh, we've been drawn into kind of a broader ministry where we're uh, serving in leadership. So we've had involvement in North Vietnam, in Laos, Southwest China and North Thailand and Myanmar uh, for the last 10 years. And, and give us a, um, a, an insight to what it looked like, or the early days anyway, of what it looked like on the ground mm. in um, working with um, Buddhist communities mm. and individuals and trying to bring the gospel mm. into um, their lives. Mm. Well, first off, we don't speak Thai and we don't speak Shan, so we had to learn Thai and had to learn to speak Shan and it's not just a case of kind of bolting on a hard disk or learning language it's all about culture as well because people think differently uh, and Buddhist people think differently and so uh, we had to learn how to interact with Buddhist people but it's not been about us doing lots of stuff it's been about us working with other people seeing lots of things happening uh, national uh, co-workers and colleagues and also expats but uh, working with the Shan, we've really focused on Shan people working with Shan, and we're kind of a little bit peripheral. Uh, but just learning about how do you share the gospel, how do you share your testimony, led by the Holy Spirit, amongst people who 
don't have a concept of sin, don't have a concept of a creator God, uh, just don't think in the same way that you think is something where we, we've certainly had to learn and learn with other people. How do you do funerals? How do you do uh, weddings? How do you do baptisms? Uh, those sorts of things. Some of them, some of there are similarities with how we do things here, perhaps, uh, but there are also differences. And so, uh, just being sensitive to uh, people's culture, language, worldview, uh, those sorts of things. Just like you need to be sensitive to uh, people in your community here in Breton or in Peterborough. Uh, who are you speaking to? How, what are they actually hearing? Uh, you think they're hearing something, but actually they're hearing something completely different. And so that's what, as much as what you do is what you say. Yeah. But it's, yeah, those sorts of factors are very, very important. And what was it? So there would have been a transition period for you guys of going from one familiar culture, the West, mm. to a, a very unfamiliar culture. I, I mm. guess there would have been some um, orientation. But mm. how long do you think it took to get some kind of rhythm? I think God's call is, is crucial. And we had a very strong sense of God speaking. Like I was so laughed at when I tried to speak French at school. Uh, it was such a joke. But when God's in the picture and when God calls and anoints and, and leads, then it, it works. It, 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 you can do it. It's not that we can do it, but we can't do it, but we've got to help we can sort of thing. Um, I think there are, it took two years to learn Thai uh, and to be able to speak and to preach in Thai. It took about two years and to learn the next language, Shan, it took us uh, less time, but uh, it was a good chunk of the first four years that we were in Thailand that we were learning language and culture but God gave us glimpses of his intent or what he wanted us to be a part of through that time by giving us interactions relationships with people uh, some who came to Christ and uh, and so some who we actually even still know today and some sadly have never come to the Lord just like that it's the yeah. same with your witness with neighbors yeah, in this yeah, part of the world as well people don't always show interest some people mock some people are interested some people follow so what yeah. was what was your main did you have any um specific objectives for when you first went out our heart is for the lost, uh, for the lost yeah. to seek and to save uh, to seek and to save the lost uh to, to see uh, people who don't know jesus come to know jesus so we've got a heart for evangelism um, obviously it has to be appropriate, we're not banging people over the head with the Bible, uh, but we do want to be able to speak the truth in love or see other people who are closer to the culture, the local people, be able to engage with their communities in an effective way. Really we want to see churches started mm -hmm. and uh, communities of faith coming into being. We have had over the years different ministries sort of spawning off of, of that just because we want to be authentic Christians. Yeah. So we have this AIDS care project that's come out of that and uh, uh, yeah. You mentioned when when you, when you first met and we yeah. chatted, um, you mentioned a scripture, um, chapter 17 of the book of Acts, um, and where Paul um, is uh, challenging uh, the locals of this um, wonderful statue that they had um, with an inscription, uh, the unknown God, and he challenges their belief in an unknown God. You mentioned that. Can you tell us a bit more about how that relates to the ministry that you found yourselves in um, over uh, in South Asia? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of Acts that really speaks, the book of Acts really speaks into evangelism and church planting, but particularly Acts chapter 17, that, that God knows the exact place and time that people live, and that God's not far away, and he's actually quite close. Uh, it's just he needs to, the lights need to come on and people need to see who, who he is. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, there are aspects of uh, some of the culture, particularly Buddhist culture, uh, that speak, are like bridges into 
uh, an understanding about about God, and so how Paul used poetry in the local context in in Athens, we can see aspects of uh, the people's background beliefs, whether it be in spirits or whether it be in uh, uh, religion, Buddhism, that actually are door openers that do help. Um, the book of Ephesians has always really spoken to us as a, an amazing book that uh, was written to people uh, who had uh, worshipped the uh, goddess Diana or Artemis. Uh, and you know when the gospel came to uh, Ephesus in Acts 19, uh, you can see that in Acts 19, you can see how uh, there was lots of uh, scrolls and uh, spells and things, charms that were, were burnt when the gospel came in power. And there was even rioting. Um, so there were people who had their own religion that they were proud of. They also had a belief in evil spirits and uh, powers. And so they wore amulets and charms. And a lot of Buddhist people are very similar. They have a, a, a passion, a heart for their own religion, Buddhism. Uh, they revere it and there are idols associated with it. But also overlying it or underlying it, there is a, a belief in evil spirits. Yeah. And so we need to see the gospel come in power uh, amongst these communities so that they can, similarly to the people in Ephesus, see their position as Christians, if they believe in Jesus, as being above spirits, not yeah. below yeah. the spirits. So spiritual warfare uh, and understanding for the need for the gospel to come to a community in power, which actually I believe is true here in Breton, as it is in, 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 uh, in Thailand, is something that's very, very important. Yeah. Okay.
So why Southeast Asia? Uh, my mother's from Myanmar, uh, okay. from Burma, uh, and I wrestled when uh, I felt that, understood that God was calling me, that there might be some sort of carnal reason for engaging and going back to my roots, which is not what I wanted to do or to be led by the Holy Spirit. So for a few years, we thought we might go to Africa. Uh, I did geology university, did geology uh, degree at university, went and studied uh, stuff to do with irrigation, uh, quarry management, that's what I was in. So I thought we might go to Africa, but as we prayed, we really felt that God was calling us to Asia. And then as we really prayed, God called us to a specific people group, uh, the Shan, through uh, the book of Nehemiah. Some of you have heard me preach on Nehemiah. Uh, the book of Nehemiah uh, and other parts of the Bible that really, really spoke very specifically to us. And then in the years, the 20 years, 25 years that we've been on the field, there have been times when we've asked the Lord again, can you just clarify that? Is that really what you want? And he really has been very clear to us uh, in all this time that God has a purpose and a plan for us to involve, engage with this people group, the Sham. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's really exciting. So give us a, a, a low light, a challenging moment, a, a difficult time. What's, pick one. Like you've probably got many, but um, pick one that really resonates with you and, and, and tell us a bit about that. There are many, actually. There are many, many really uh, tough times that we've had. Uh, both uh, physically, personally, as a family, uh, been some really difficult times. One of the lowest uh, times I've had uh, was when a, a missionary who I was leading uh, uh, came to me and told me that he didn't believe in Jesus anymore. Wow. And yeah. I, I saw after he turned his back on the Lord, uh, his family disintegrated, his wife, he divorced his wife and he left the field. And it's just so sad. And it's amazing, in the same week that I had that low light, that low point, I met a man from China who was able to give testimony to five generations of Christians starting as a missionary and ending with his daughter in mission. Just the, the trust, what happens if a family puts their trust in Jesus and not everybody comes to Christ, but God is so faithful and God yeah. blesses. And it was just such a contrast to see yeah. this guy walking away from the Lord that broke my heart and see this Chinese doctor who was giving passionate testimony about what Jesus had done in his life and his family and just taking hold of the promises of God really has spoken to me. In fact, the, please tell me to ask me to highlight because you yes, just start uh, you just give us one. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, isn't it? The Lord, the Lord, the Lord um, when we get those low, low times in life, um, somehow the Lord brings a balance in um, and it, it, you couldn't plan it. You couldn't orchestrate it yourself. And that example you're giving there is how God reaffirms and reassures and reinstigates this um, affirmation. Don't be disheartened. Absolutely. Don't be disheartened. So, yes, you're allowed to have another highlight. I think a, a <laughs> highlight for me over the years that we've been is just seeing uh, new things, seeing God's answers to prayers in amazing ways. We've seen, I prayed for a man who was dying of liver cancer and God healed him. And it was like there were some amazing things. But I think one of the things that has changed my perspective is I was very nuclear family perspective. I grew up in a family, my dad's in the Air Force, responsibilities for, for children to fly the nest when they've grown up to a certain age. And we're a very close loving family, but we think very individualistically. We think very much family is this. But actually, I think over the years, I, I see God's purpose of family and the blessing of the Holy Spirit on an individual. It's not just for the individual, it's for the family and for around. Mm. I've seen starting to apply faith in that area seeing God doing things that are beyond what I would have originally expected. And so the deposit of the Holy Spirit, when God puts a deposit of the Holy Spirit, his intent is much broader than we actually initially think. And that has, has 
a light has gone on in my head with that, uh, seeing extended family and seeing people who are further than I would perhaps anticipate might be have an opportunity to respond to the witness that God's put into my heart. That is something that's thrilled mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. So where does Shona fit into all of this? I'm very cool. I mean, I'm the extrovert. Shona's an introvert. Right. Uh, and good so balance. she doesn't like being up front, but she is very much part of this in prayer and in, in ministry as well. Shona's uh, writing, uh, written one book, writing another. Uh, she is she ministers to me and to our family and she supports me in what we're doing awesome. uh yeah shena is very much core of this and god the call that god put in my life and our lives is a call that god put in my wife shena's life as well and so we very much serve god together uh in that and uh see that when god speaks to a family he doesn't just speak to one individual uh but yeah. he's actually spoken to both of us in that very important absolutely yeah totally get that so where are you? You're, 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 yeah, you're having a holiday for a year now, nine months holiday? Great job, isn't it? So, yeah, come I mean, do this job. It's, 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 so, it's I mean, I'm, I'm used to a three-month three sabbatical. But oh, well, you, you picked the wrong career, guys. <laughs> no, seriously. So what, what's happening? Where, where, where are you actually? Are you going to go back and continue as normal? What's God doing at the moment? Um, there have been lots of things happening uh, in the last two or three years that have been quite challenging. Uh, the situation in the big country north of where we've been living has been pretty dire uh, and our involvement in that country is no longer. Uh, but praise the Lord, the Lord has also been opening up doors. So as doors shut, new doors are opening. And really we, we can see, uh, in fact, people who know us have seen it for longer than we've been seeing it. But, but we, we can see that the Lord has been drawing us closer to uh, Burma or Myanmar right. in terms of ministry and so we've done a transition in terms of the role that we're doing in our organization to take leadership of, a, of, of the area involved in, in Myanmar uh, still with the sham but in a, we'll just do some reorganization but still involved in leadership uh, it involves us learning Burmese language wow another um, language mm -hmm, uh, which is it is challenging uh, but there is that sense that God is in it again and uh, so we have the, the oomph to, to go for it, but do pray for us in that. Uh, it isn't simple and uh, there are challenges involved. Uh, biggest one is humbling <laughs> and I'm not very good at that. So, but yeah, just the, the, the need to step into a new context and to learn as well as be sensing God's leading and involved in leadership. Yeah. Okay, okay. And Shona's gonna be with us a little bit longer, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. So she's got 12 months Yeah. Um, and um, Breton, you've been a, a member of the family of Breton now for three years. Yeah. You've known the family quite a long while yeah. uh, through Chris Doig, as mentioned earlier. Um, so what what hopes and aspirations would you see the, uh, in the relationship um, with Breton Baptist Church? I think God's done something in our heart relating to Breton and the place here for a long time since we were at All Nations, we were placed here. So we've had this relationship with Breton since before we left to go to right. Thailand. And we're so grateful for the group of people that have faithfully prayed for and supported us uh, over that time. In fact, the whole church has you've, you've supported for the, us for the whole time that we've been in Asia. And so we're, we couldn't be there if it wasn't for people praying. That's just true. It might sound trite. It's not. It's really true. Um, so we, we want to be a blessing while we're here. Uh, we also do look to the Lord to be blessed uh, through our relationship with, with Breton and the brothers and sisters here. And we know that some of you know us and some of you don't know us yet. And we would love to get to know uh, some of you uh, and, uh, and for you to get to know us better during the time that we're here. It's very okay. important. 
And uh, just as, you know, the Holy Spirit came down on the, the church in Acts where he, he, he gives the power to, to give testimony locally a little bit further apart to the ends of the earth. And I think that's a that's an ongoing thing. It's not, uh, you know, and just to see what God has for Breton and the, where we're at. We're a part of this church. We're an outreach of this church, have been for a long time, uh, formerly been members, as you say, for three years. But what does the Lord have for us? Um, we would love to... to it's hard to pray for something you don't know about or, or strange names you don't know. But if you actually go and ex are exposed to that, then it, it, it helps. And so Elaine has visited us. Elaine Squelch has visited us. But, and Tessa and, uh, and Fenella have been out as well. But we'd love to see more people uh, okay. just having a, an, 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 just to see. And it might not be specifically for the area we're working. It might be God opens your eyes to something yeah. else completely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be sensitive to the... The strange meaning of the Holy Spirit, oh, yeah. sometimes unpredictable in the life of a believer. Indeed. But uh, yeah, just to, to walk together and okay. uh, to see how the Lord might I mean, use that. We, we were talking about, um, I'm keen to come out there. My family's keen to come out there. Um, we're, we're hoping that God willing, um, come January, February 2022, uh, we, we'll be joining you and maybe with others. Who knows? As you say, we'll, we'll see what the Holy Spirit does on that. Um, so would you be available if people wanted you to come and um, have a coffee with them yeah. or um, a connect group yeah. or, or, or a gathering yeah. in some capacity to yeah. to ask you questions, to learn more about yeah. what you do and, and if they've got interest to inquire. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can, there's so many different ways we can interact. Uh, uh, Alan Pringle phoned me yesterday and had a wonderful telephone oh, conversation. Brilliant. That was a blessing to me. Uh, and so whether you want to phone us or, or come and see us or you know, social distancing, permitting all these different things. We want to be sensitive to how people are. Yeah. Uh, Zoom calls are fine too. But yeah, we just want to have opportunity to interact in whatever way is appropriate. And also to journey with brothers and sisters here through what you're going through at the moment as well. I yes, think it's a yeah. part of this. Time. Well, it's, yeah. we're, we're a family and we've got brothers and sisters right across the world in different ways. And, yeah. and uh, this is just an extension of that. And, yeah. and in some way, um, asking God, what do we need to be thinking and praying about yeah. in terms of um, seeing this relationship develop yeah. in whatever way um, God's heart's desire is in that. Um, so our last few minutes, I'm going to share with you some notes, some final points about mission is possible wherever you are. Get this, the God who reveals himself to all people is the God that's constantly on the move. He does not slumber nor does he sleep. His presence is constant. It's still on the move. You can check Psalm 121 verse 4 for that. God gives purpose to every life who welcomes him. Mission begins right where you are. It is not an optional extra. It is a supernatural automatic step going forward the early disciples when filled with the holy spirit stepped out and proclaimed the good news to multiple nations spreading right across the world once you let god in revelation of who he is his nature his character how he moves what it means for him to be the creator of all things good becomes more apparent. Since the time of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, the movement of God has broken through every cultural boundary, 
reached beyond any physical borders or border restrictions, broke through every political power, pushes through and pulls down any forces that stands against him. It touches lives of many who were deemed untouchable by God's love and God's goodness. It transforms individuals who go on to participate in the transformation of whole communities. The mission of God has never and will never be stopped or slowed down. It is not, if it's not happening where you are, it is likely that the people are slumbering or are sleeping or are too complacent, but it will be happening somewhere, somewhere near you. Mission comes in all shapes and sizes. I don't believe there's one, one model that fits all, one size that fits all. There is a place for everyone in the mission of God. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the power of what it means to be part of the movement people of God becomes supernaturally automatic. That is spirit led. The mission movement in the book of Acts shows us how once the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit, the church began to grow in exponential, exponential oh my goodness me, exponential proportions. One of the major hallmarks for the Baptist Church of Great Britain is its missional identity. William Carey, who was quoted a couple of weeks ago, um, set out the mission identity of the Baptist Union through Baptist Mission Society. It's been going from strength to strength for over 200 years. And William Carey has inspired many others, such as Hudson Taylor, who is the founder of OMF, which Shona and Andrew uh, work through. Men and women have been inspired by people such as these. As Christians, we worship the God who made himself human in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, who dwelt among us, who offers us a personal, pure, perfect relationship with each and every one of us, who empowers us to know ourselves better and the world around us and the world that God is revealing to us. When this revelation comes, it sparks a huge fire, a flame within us that can never be extinguished. And it mobilizes each and every one of us into a mission-hearted people. Whether it is local, national or international, God mobilizes his church whether you are on the ground in the face-to-face -face, or whether behind the scenes in the admin in the training or through the modern technology online you are able to be a part of the mission of God it begins to start with a ripple it starts right where you are a little ripple moves into a wave a huge wave and then a tsunami of effective mission. This is what happened in the early church with the early disciples. It can be read through the book of 
Acts, the apostles, it's called the Acts of the Apostles, the accounts, the actions, the power, the movement, the miracles, the building of the church, the spreading of the church, and it hasn't stopped, although some Christians become sleepy, slumber, and complacent, or and preoccupied with themselves. They lose the fire, they lose the flame. Mission has never been so easy as it is today. Even today, through our modern day platforms of communication, we can be sharing life together, the gospel together, the teachings of Jesus together, the way to salvation together across the globe from the comfort of our own homes, conservatories, bedrooms, offices, dining rooms. The challenge is... Has your fire gone out? Our fire only goes out if we allow it. Where are you in the mission of God? Mission has never been easier. It begins right where you are. There are missionaries on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, as well as those physically going to indigenous communities, breaking out of the comfort of their own homes and literally meeting people right where they are, face to face, in the heart, in the heat of frontline, hardcore mission fields, regardless of obstacles like COVID-19 or enemies of the good news. There is a place for you in God's mission. There is a place for you, wherever your skills are or are not. God has a place for you in his great mission of reconciliation and redemption to all people. It begins right where you are. Where are you? Let us conclude with some words from the book of Acts that I know speaks heavily into the hearts of Andrew and Shona in their ministry and mission to the people of Thailand and Burma and beyond. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenaeans, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it he who is Lord of heaven and earth does not live in shrines made of human hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him. Though indeed he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our beings.